What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Take a 20. This is episode seven now. Uh, just keep on chugging along, you know. If you guys are listening to this episode, thank you for uh, bearing with that last episode. I know that it was a little rough. I, Like I said in that episode, I did not really have a structure of how I wanted the episode to go. I just knew that it was Monday, needed to get something up and, you know, learn my lesson. I mean, generally I keep notes, so I keep myself on track. So I know where I want to go, how long I want to stay on something. So today I actually have a good set of notes. So should be a little bit more streamlined than the last episode, but thank you guys for bearing with me on that one. That was definitely very rough. Um, but without further ado, let's just jump right into it. And I first want to just shout out the WNBA playoffs. Like if you haven't been watching, then you've been missing some really, really good basketball. Uh, the team's that are still involved in it are honestly some of my favorite teams. The Aces were a team like I I have a hard time supporting Vegas organizations for some reason. I I honestly don't know why. But with the Aces, it's or actually I do know why it's because they stole my Raiders. So though with the Aces, I'm I'm a huge fan of theirs. They're a great basketball team. They are little, they're not bullies, but they're like bullish, you know, they're, they're really, they're in your face, kind of a grit and grind kind of team. I, I'm really big fan of that team. Uh, the Chicago Sky, who are now in the finals waiting for whoever wins between um, the Mercury and the Aces tonight. Um, so with that, like Candace Parker has been putting on an amazing performance this entire playoffs. I mean, she was a little bit hindered during the season just due to injury, but now that she's healthy, she's able to lead her team to the finals. Also being a native of Chicago, I know that this is something very, very special to her. Uh, it, it definitely hurts to see her in a different Jersey other than Sparks uniform, but you know, um, beyond happy for her and the Chicago fan base because this is something that you know if you've been watching the games like the Chicago fan base has really been pretty much the the most solid fan base throughout the entire playoffs and really throughout the entire season they they show up to games they don't leave early they they're true fans and you know for that reason it would be nice to see the Chicago Sky actually win the WNBA Finals, though I I do have to say um, there are not a couple of people that there's one person um, that I know personally on the Mercury, and for that reason alone, I would really enjoy to see the Mercury win a title. Um, they very much deserve it. All of those players on that team work extremely hard. A lot of them were, I mean, a lot of them were looked at as 
like the the next big thing, you know, for the WNBA and for the most part they Brittany Griner as well as Miss Diggs um they've they've both really proven themselves to be amazing amazing players and um you know it it's going to be a very interesting game tonight I mean Mercury and Aces are tied 2-2 this it's it's going to be a very intense game if you want to look at it it actually comes on at 6 um that would be Pacific Standard Time and let me double check actually where they're going to be showing it because I forgot actually. So it's going to be on ESPN too. Um, but it's also going to be on um, TSN four. So whichever way you're able to watch it, try just try your best to actually tap in and watch it because these these playoffs have been really amazing for the number one and two seed to actually be in as much trouble as they are. I mean, the Connecticut sun are now eliminated thanks to the Chicago side. So now, I mean, it, it honestly looks like the aces did put up a really good fight. Um, in that last game, I think just because they, they knew that, I mean, yeah, they knew if they lost that game, their season would be over and it honestly would be looked at as a failure as the Connecticut Suns season now is being looked at as a failure because they were expected to actually compete and win, um, the championship. I mean, when everything was going into the into the playoffs, everybody was saying like, well, how's, how's this even going to work? Because the way that the, the WNBA playoffs are set up, the one and two seed get, um, like they, they essentially wait for their opponent. Um, and then the rest of the teams, they do a single elimination games and go down the bracket. And from there, then you go against the one and two seed, depending on what you do. So the Chicago Sky as a six seed knocked out the Connecticut Sun as a one seed. The Mercury as a four seed are very close to actually kicking out the Aces as their one seed or a, a two seed. So now it's a situation where, like, it, it's just ugh, it's just such a such a cool such a cool situation here um or actually the aces are the the one seed in the west so i'm assuming the oh no the the yeah no the connecticut sun were the first seed in the in the east so yeah there we go but yeah this this is turning out to be really an amazing amazing playoff series or really playoffs in general the finals i'm sure are going to be even better so yeah i i talked about that a little bit longer than i was expecting to but you know i'm i'm just a really huge fan of the wnba 
If you're a fan of basketball, a true fan of basketball, you should also be watching the WNBA. There's absolutely no reason for you to be saying that it's not basketball because, you know, it's it's some of the most skilled, some of the most skillful basketball that you'll actually ever be able to see. And, you know, my first introduction to basketball was through the WNBA going to Sparks game. So I'm forever going to be a supporter of the WNBA. But moving along, um, I just want to give my thoughts very briefly on the Kyrie Irving situation. Um, It is very unfortunate that he's choosing to kind of let his teammates hang out there and uh, just... He's not making them answer questions for him, but the fact that he's not there, they're having to answer questions for him. So it it really boils down to if, like, I know he has so much more going on, like, other than basketball, which is very commendable, but it's also getting to a point where it's like, all right, dude, do you are you going to play? Are you going to be here? Like what, what is your, what, what are you going to do? Because now you're, it, it's now causing is a distraction, you know? So either you get vaccinated and join your team because they're, they're not changing anything around to accommodate you or you let them know like hey i'm i'm no longer going to be a brooklyn net here take back this money go out and try and get somebody else or do whatever i it's it's just a very tricky situation where you know you're expecting everybody to just kind of side with you and you know even though Kyrie Irving is a great human being and does a whole lot of philanthropy work, it it starts getting to the point where, like, you know, basketball isn't essentially his number one priority, which is completely fine. I don't think that basketball, as, a, as an athlete, I don't think that basketball should be anybody's number one priority. Just for the simple fact that you get X amount of years in this in that game, and you know, unless you're wanting to end up, uh, like it, it can be your number one priority. But I don't think just playing should be your number one priority as as a athlete or somebody who's in the NBA, just because you know, like I said, you get X amount of years. And after those years, you really have to think about what comes next. You know, um, very unfortunately, the story came out. I don't really want to talk about it because it it really honestly bothers me. There's a lot of players that are involved in the scandal that um, uh, I, I have a lot of respect for. And I never imagined that they would actually do something like this though i 
to a certain degree, I can understand it, I, I suppose. But it it's just such a situation where, you know, it it gives you that glaring perspective of like, yeah, you know, you have to be prepared for life after basketball, no matter when that actually comes, because it, it could come three years into your career. It could come 15 years into your career, you know, it, you never know when it's actually going to happen, when teams are not going to call you anymore. So it's better to like, not spread yourself thin, but spread yourself out, you know, and be, continue to learn, continue to go out and figure out things of just like, all right, well, do you want to be part of a basketball organization? Like, we'll learn, how to do those jobs and present yourself as somebody who once you step away from the game can step into something like that. So getting a little off track with that, but um, <laughs> kind of dipping into something else that I wanted to talk about, but it, it really just boils down to he, he needs to make a decision sooner than later, just so his, his teammates aren't suffering, you know, it, it's getting to that situation of a, like, I, I don't want to use this example, but I will, of, uh, Scottie Pippen, you know, and him not, him getting a surgery a little bit, um, in a, in a time frame where it could have been better for him to get a surgery, a little bit earlier with that situation is it's a lot is different because it was more so about money and blah, 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 which is still, it, it's not about money in this situation. It's more about health and all that stuff, but it, it just gets, this situation is getting very muddy. Um, you can tell that Kevin Durant is getting frustrated you're hearing reports about Kevin Durant being a little bit more open to the idea of them trading Kyrie Irving. <clears throat> Excuse me. But do I see that happening? No. Like, I think it was Zach Lowe who was talking about it. Is um, you, You're talking about Ben Simmons' trade value, like, Kyrie Irving's trade value is not anywhere near what it really should be, to be completely honest, just because of everything that he's doing right now uh, off the court and not showing up. So it, it's unfortunate, uh, the type of situation that the Brooklyn Nets find themselves in, but, you know... I there's still like a sneaky suspicion to me that Kyrie Irving will actually end up getting the vaccine and um, he won't announce it just knowing the type of person Kyrie Irving is. I just I don't think that he'll he'll announce it. I think that he'll just show up one day to practice and that'll be that and that'll be the end of the story. He'll 
it'll end up being a huge story and people continue to ask him different questions and it would be a situation where I'm sure he'll answer, hey, I'm here. Obviously, I'm vaccinated. There's nothing else to talk about. So uh, I think that or my hope is that Kyrie actually does come back, uh, decides to get vaccinated. You know, it's, it's everybody's decision. It's their own bodies. I can't. Nobody can or should try to force anybody to get something that they don't feel 100% comfortable with or about. So that that's my thought process on that. Um, moving on to DeAndre Ayton and the whole contract situation, I'm very, very surprised that they have not given him a max contract extension yet. Um, they also have Mikel Bridges, who will be eligible for an extension um, or is eligible for an extension now, I believe. And this just goes back to how the owner of the Phoenix Suns, like, I I can't even speak on this because, well, I can't speak on it, but I, I can't speak on it from a place of understanding because I don't have that kind of money. But, like, what I'm saying is, when you own a basketball team, pretty much, like, if you're not trying to win, then you should probably sell the team. Um, he, this owner, I don't really know his name, but I'm not saying that he he's like Donald Sterling in the sense that he's a bigot, but I do see a lot of similarities between him and Donald Sterling in terms of their spending habits. Like they'll, they'll get a good team around them or with the franchise and they'll let it ride out for a few years, like four or five, six years. But when it comes to actually really pay these players, they quickly back out and let them go elsewhere. So, hopefully, the Phoenix Suns don't do this. Uh, Perk brought up a really good point about how Chris Paul probably should have taken a little less money to ensure that DeAndre Ayton actually does get taken care of. Chris Paul has made an absurd amount of money throughout his career. Um, Also, still making money off of, like, Jordan. So... He has State Farm. He he has so many endorsements that it just doesn't. To me, it it didn't really make any sense for him to take such a huge contract. Um, or really, that the Phoenix Suns gave him such a huge contract to begin with. I was I was very shocked at that, just because of his age. And what. I think it's a three-year deal that they gave him. So at the end of that deal, he's going to be 37 this year. So it'd be 38, 39. He'll be like 39 by the time this contract is up. So I, is he going to continue to stay healthy? Is he going to be able to carry this team the way that he has in the past? I, I really don't know. I don't see that actually happening. So 
for them to put so much stock into Chris Paul and not also put that stock into their young players, it just, it really doesn't make any sense to me. You know, um, the Phoenix Suns, are are they looking at DeAndre Ayton and saying you're not worth a, a max contract? I, I just, I really can't see how he's not worth it. Um, yeah, he's not one of those big men that can stretch the floor, but he is a big man who, like, like I was saying in the previous podcast, like traditional centers are just non-existent anymore. Um, not non-existent, but very, there's very, very few traditional centers anymore. So with that being said, having somebody like a DeAndre Aiden who can stand in the paint, lock it up, and he's he's actually a really good defender. He's not the greatest perimeter defender, but he can slide his feet. He's he's agile. He he's not going around with 20 rocks in his shoes like Jokic. No, he's he can actually move and stay in front of people. So I I just don't understand where the disconnect is. Um there the reports are coming out is saying like every the uh, negotiations have stalled due to them not wanting to give him the max and this is this is really my whole thing is as soon as Michael Porter Jr. got the max I was like there's no way that anybody who's up for an extension shouldn't be really getting the max um when I was looking at the the players that you you would assume are going to get extensions like a Shea Gilgis Alexander maxing him out is a no brainer. And it's, it's the same way with Deandre Ayton. It's a no brainer to max him out. Like he's going to continue to get better. It, he's a very durable player. So I, I just, I truly don't understand why they're not, doing this other than they just want to nickel and dime their way back to the NBA finals, which I, I don't think that they have a good chance of doing, um, regardless. So it, it'll be very interesting to, to see how all this plays out because if they don't get a contract extension figured out by the 18th, uh, which is in 10 days, so it's right around the corner. That's going to be not next Monday, but the Monday after that. If they don't figure out something in that time, then he he can sign the qualifying offer, uh, which in turn will, and this is if they actually extend him a qualifying offer, Um they he can sign that and then from there he becomes an unrestricted free agent so it it's yeah that's like two years down the line but this is something that a lot of sun fans i'm sure are feeling very uncomfortable about this and it's a situation where it it just so much reminds me of when 
DeAndre Jordan um, verbally agreed to go to Dallas and the Clippers pulled out all the stops to actually keep him with the Clippers. So it it I'm not saying it's going to turn into a situation like that, but it definitely gives me that same kind of feeling. And if I'm feeling like that, I'm sure Suns fans are kind of freaking out right now. So that it it is very unfortunate. Hopefully they figure something out because without DeAndre Ayton um, locked in mentally, this could be a really big problem for the team. Really big problem. Now, what I want to close out with is um, what I was getting into a little bit earlier on in the uh, in the podcast about if you want to be part of an organization after you uh, after you retire, step away from the game, like present yourself like that and um, let let these organizations know, like, hey, like I I would actually really enjoy to come back and work for you guys, so. I mean, we've seen it with Steve Nash. We've seen it with Nick Collison, um, Elton Brand. I'm sure there's somebody else that I'm missing. But essentially, like, players not going to be coaches, but going in to be executives. And, you know, that's that's something that should be a thing. Even if they want to be coaches. It should be a thing. If they just want to be part of the developmental staff, that should be a thing. So, like, shout out to Ben Wallace for, well, really shout out to Ben Wallace and the Pistons for coming together and being like, hey, you are a big part of our organization. We would like to have you here. He's like, I would love to be there. And now he's part of the, what is it? Um basketball operations and team engagement advisor. So essentially he's just there helping them out, just being being somebody that the young guys can look up to and be like, "Oh yeah, like yeah. He can just because he he's been there, he's done that. He he's a dog, he's going to give that same mentality to every single player that he actually works with. So it it's nothing but good things for the Detroit Pistons. And that gives brings me into Allen Iverson of just like, you know, Stephen A. Smith went on his whole tirade about how he's uh, furious about AI not having a job with the 76ers. And, you know, rightfully so i think everybody should be not not furious but like it's definitely worth being upset about because it's like yo alan iverson has been like the the only reason why you guys were uh relevant for a very long time like for many many fans i would really love to ask them like of the fans of the 76ers I would love to ask them like who 
made you fall in love with the 76ers? And I'm sure like 9.5 out of 10 will say Allen Iverson. Because like who who else was on the 76ers? Like honestly, you're you're going to tell me that there was somebody else that made you fall in love with that team. No. Get out of here, please. Like no disrespect to all the greats that actually played in Philly, but it's like like yeah, Dr. J, but it's like yo. For for my generation, if anybody were to say any other name other than Allen Iverson, then you know that they're completely lying. So the fact that he doesn't have a job with the team is, to me, is shocking. It's, it's very shocking. It's very surprising. Um, it's like it's like Jamal Crawford not being in the league. It's very surprising, very shocking. Um, but that also brings me to say, like, there's a couple of players that I think that sh- should actually have jobs with different franchises. Um, Allen Iverson is one. Of course, he should be with the 76ers. I think that Jamal Crawford is another. I, he's amazing. You know, he's he's somebody that I can see actually being a really, really good coach. Um, I don't know if he actually does want to coach, but if he chooses to do that, I think that he would be an amazing coach. Um I would really love to see him with the Clippers in a player developmental role. Uh, Jordan Farmar is another player that I think would be really beneficial to have on. I I think that he would be very good on a coaching staff. Just he he sees the game in a very unique way, and um, I just I think that he he deserves to be with a franchise in some capacity. I know Sean Livingston is now with the Warriors, which is great for him. Uh, I was really hoping that the Clippers would give him an opportunity. But, you know, being with the Warriors, with the team that he won a championship with, it just, it makes sense, you know. Vince Carter is another person that I think should have a position in the Toronto Raptors in some capacity. Um there was one other player that I wanted to touch on, but I, he's slipping my mind right now. But, yeah, there's there's a ton of ex-players that should be in, in different positions for these franchises that they helped grow. And not even, not only that, but there's a lot of players that are actually very, very bright, very smart like understand the game way better than any of these analytic people so yeah like give these these dudes a shot like get them into their your organization and actually continue to continue to build because it is something it's one thing to have like i'll use the clippers for example it's one thing to have Lawrence Frank come into a meeting and talk with you. It's another to have Jerry West come into that same meeting and talk with you. It just it 
it hits different. I hate using that. I hate that term, but it hits different. You know, just because, you know, like I didn't grow up watching Jerry West, but we all know he's the logo. So for him to sit in on a meeting, for him to even discuss anything, it, for me as a young player, that would really inspire me, you know? It would give me a little bit of extra drive of being like, all right, you know what? I have this person looking at my performances night in, night out. I I wanna be I, I wanna make them proud. I wanna I wanna do I wanna make this organization come to a higher level, you know? So that's why I'm saying it's like it's important for those players who made a franchise relevant, especially for the the franchises that are like that. I don't like saying that teams suck, but some franchises out here just they they really suck. So, like for example, a uh, uh, Timberwolves. Cat talks about how having KG around was a huge benefit. Uh, a huge benefit for him. And, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. It, it needs to continue. Like Paul Pierce, there we go. That's who I was thinking about. Yeah, he, he gets a little wild, but the simple fact is he should have a job with the Boston Celtics. Plain and simple. You know, it's, it's just those little things of, Put, put your mind into a, like a 18, 19 year old who's just getting into the league. How excited would you be to like, let's say you get drafted by. Yeah, let's say you get drafted by the Celtics. And like, yeah, Danny Ainge was there, but like I'm talking about like young kids, my generation. We're not young anymore, but what I'm saying is having somebody like a Paul Pierce in your organization when a young kid is coming in, he's going to be like, oh, wow, like, that's Paul Pierce. Like, I remember seeing this game, that game. Like, I remember when he hit that shot. So it's it's those little things of just, like, it it gives that player a little bit more extra excitement. I know Cade Cunningham is probably over the moon with this news about, excuse me. Oh man, sorry about that. I just had a little bit of a attack right there. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure that Cade Cunningham is over the moon about Ben Wallace actually being part of the organization. So, it it's it's just those those little things, you know. Um, you want to be a good franchise. You want to compete to win. You want to be transcendent. You have to still honor and include your past. You know, um, it as simple as that. You know, I you hear how like specifically with like Laker rookies, how they're completely blown away when they first get to the, um, 
the training facility just due to like all the championships that are lying around all the jerseys that are retired all the banners that they have hanging up so to take that a step further and have somebody like let's say a Pau Gasol um actually be involved in the organization in some capacity and you're seeing him not on a daily basis but you're seeing him and he's working you out it it inspires these players to reach higher higher heights let's say and you know that's what's the old saying steel sharpens steel so you know you can't you can't have a a book try and sharpen steel this has got to be steel against steel you can't sharpen steel on a book and that i'm yes i'm referring to analytics as a book but you know it's analytics has its part in the game i'm not going to deny that but also you can't rely on it completely and that's where having these type of players in your organization is a really really good thing um maybe an analytic person will say give you one opinion about somebody that's coming up in the draft and you know for a basketball player who's actually played the game they'll look at that player and they'll say like well yeah they're a good player but we should probably go in a different direction or they'll give the stamp of approval if you get a stamp of approval from an actual player like that's that's what you want to look for you don't just I, I really feel that players need to be in those positions a lot of a lot of players need to be scouts so that that's just my my whole thought process process on that uh it is a little was a little bit of a rant but you know i i really believe that that's that's the best way to get your franchise from being in a not so great place into bringing them into a, a great great place you know all nba teams can be good actually there's not a single player that makes it to the NBA that's a scrub. Every single one of those players can ball all of us up. And, you know, it's just a matter of putting the right pieces around them. I've, everybody, like, I'll, I'll say it like this. And I like to always, when I say things, I always like to put it into an example so people can really see see that it is true it's it's about who's around you to bring out the the best in you so for example um clipper fans really hated deandre jordan they wanted to trade him for for a very long time during the um i can't remember that guy's name but it it started off with him, and then we got Vinny Del Negro, and people were still saying, trade him, trade him, trade him. And I was like, you know, DeAndre Jordan can be the best center in the league. He just needs the right coach. 
what happened. Doc Rivers comes. All of a sudden, DeAndre Jordan is really was a top three center at that time. So it's all about having the right combination around your players and your organization to really elevate it and take it to that next level that everybody should be aspiring to get to. But yeah, with that being said, we will call it an episode that, see, a lot better this time, way more structured. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning into this last or this this latest episode. I really do appreciate it. If you suffered through that last episode, I'm very sorry. Um, but we're we're back on track now and gonna continue to get better every day. Um, I know that these are stretching out to be like 40 minutes, 50 minutes. I really want to start tailoring it down to try and get it into like 25 to 30 minutes just so I'm not talking you guys zero off. I know I have a good voice, but you don't want to hear it all the time. (laughs) So that being said, I will be signing off. Um, And yeah, this, this episode will only be on Spotify and Google Play uh, just for the simple fact that um, I did get the vaccine, I think, what was it, Tuesday? And I'm still not feeling 100%. So did not want to record myself looking the way that I am um, from previous videos. If anybody has seen it, you know that I generally do not care. But this time I, I was looking at myself in the camera. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> So, but come Monday, I will get back to doing that, um, and we'll close it out like this, Aces and the Mercury tonight, 6 p.m. Pacific Standards Time, ESPN2, forgot what, what the other channel was, but yeah, you guys, please tune in to the WNBA because they they 100% deserve it. We need to be supporting them and it's it's great great basketball. No reason for us not to watch. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, get myself into bed and see you guys on the next one. Peace.